You're going to do my school's career day, right? Remember, we have a wedding to shoot that Saturday. Please, 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 can't we get a cab? Want to grab lunch this week? What's going on at the studio? Guys, I need some new shoes. Mom, don't forget, I have robotics on Mondays. Can I go fishing? Oh, and orchestra. We could really use a vacation. We can't. He has a game that day. Can we please go to Chick-fil-A? She wants to play another instrument? Welcome to the Victory Catch Podcast with Rick and Julie Rando, Season 3! Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And I'm Rick Rando. And we're back at it. On the couch. It's been a long day. Yeah, we're, we're well, you'll hear from couch crumbs, I'm sure. It'll all, <laughs> it'll all make sense in a bit, but it's yeah. been a very long day. And guys, you know we come out with the podcast on Thursday. I'm going to be very transparent this week. It's Tuesday night. You will hear this within less than 48 hours, and I'm going to say it already. It's been a very long week. <laughs> and it's Tuesday. And it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. And the for week you guys, is long. it's Thursday. Yeah, so that's right. That's, Happy Thursday. Hey, yeah. one more day, and it's the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good for you. <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah. We are getting there. Yeah, optimism. Come on, right? All right, honey. So let's fill in everyone, especially these new people jumping in at season three. Yeah, man. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Why season don't you three. Sh- share what's going on on the couch and how we operate. Well, first things first, this is the fifth episode of season three. So, uh, yeah, you're right in the thick of things here. And uh, essentially, in case you don't know, Julie sits on the right side of the couch. I sit on the left. Thank you, the listener, for squishing in right in the middle even though we probably know you're a left leaner. Anyway, um, Julie brings two questions to me. I bring two questions to her. And I don't know what she's going to ask, and she doesn't know what I'm going to ask. And it's always kind of fun. So some questions are serious. Some are lighthearted. I'll be honest with you, Julie. I have two lighthearted questions this week. Okay. And I'm going to bring the fun. I'm bringing the fun this week since we've had such a trying week already. It's been it's been a week. So... Um, a couple days ago, we actually watched Saturday Night Live for the mm-hmm. first time <laughs> in a long time. We did. Okay. Yeah. And um, I will reserve my thoughts about the current state of Saturday Night Live. Okay. But it brought me back to some of my favorite Saturday Night Live episodes. Yes. And I'm liking this already. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of ask, mm-hmm. what do you remember or what do you think is the best where are the best skits from Saturday Night oh, Live when you were a kid? Done. And, you know, tell us about Saturday Night Live as a youngster. What do you remember and what were the most funny skits? I will go on record as saying the best era would have been the late 90s, which is when I watched it the most. Mm-hmm. I would say the cast with Sherry O'Terry and Will Ferrell. Yes. Uh, I would say anytime the Spartans were on my TV. Oh, yeah. Spartan cheerleaders. If you need to Google it, youngins, feel free. I'll Mm -hmm. put it in the show notes. One of my favorite episodes was when Scott Wolf from One Party of Five was on there. And they did a bit in what looked like a TGI Fridays, but they called it PJ McWhiskers. Yes, I remember these weird things. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And I remember this because I taped it on a VHS tape. 
and watch that episode and all of my favorites over and over again because I would tape my favorite episodes on my small VHS in my 13-inch screen TV in my bedroom and save my favorites. I also remember most about Saturday Night Live is I wasn't a kid that was asking to go to a ton of places. We would hang out at Tower Records in Annapolis, RIP, it's no longer there, and go to Starbucks because it was open till 10. Tower Records was open till 11. And then we would come back, um, my friends and I, I had a whole crew, a whole bunch of us. Um, I think definitely, and definitely my, my, a friend of mine who's passed away since, but um, his name was Paul. He would come over and hang out with us girls. And we just had so, so much fun. Um, had a lot of fun. We'd also watch Mad TV beforehand if we were there. But yeah, that was a Saturday, you know, hanging out. <laughs> we, we didn't get into a lot of trouble. But definitely Saturday Night Live was a memory for sure. And to me, I would say that was the era. I mean, anytime those guys were on there, Sherry O'Terry always made me smile and laugh. And um, Molly Shannon, of course, um, Mary Catherine Gallagher. I mean, you got to love it. Great skit. I'd say anytime she was on Molly Shannon or Sherry O'Terry, Will Ferrell, they were some of my favorites on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so one of my favorite episodes or skits, I should say, uh, is when... They did the Chippendales um, oh, audition with Farley, with Chris Farley yeah. and Patrick Swayze. Yeah, that was classic, hysterical, and uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Another is any time um, the church lady was on with Dana Carvey. Yes, church lady. Okay, so this era is slightly before the era I'm talking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun, and. Uh, yeah. Well, isn't that special? <laughs> that was one of my favorites. So, uh, Celebrity Jeopardy with Will yes! Ferrell was hilarious. Yes. And, uh, of course, uh, anytime that Will Ferrell did Harry Carey, which I was a big Cubs fan as a kid, so he just nailed Harry Carey. Uh, also, let's see here, Matt Foley, which would be Van Down by the River. And uh, you remember that? Yeah, Farley's in that one too, Farley. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. And anything with Wayne's World, I think, was funny. Mm. Um, and then also, probably the most epic skit was uh, More Cowbell with, with uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yeah. And, and Christopher Walken. That was so fun. That was so, <laughs> so much fun. Uh, and I think they play the song, Don't Fear the Reaper. And, of course, Walken comes in and says, you know, I got a fever. I got a fever for More Cowbell. Mm. He says... I love that one. It's just so much fun. Because, I mean, if you think of it, there's only one song pretty much in the history of mankind that features the cowbell, and that's it. So, anyway, yeah, classic Saturday Night Live. I don't think it is as Mm -mm. witty or sharp or as just funny um, as the classics. But, of course, every generation is going to say that, that theirs was better and their music is better, and their movies are better. But uh, yeah, there's some classic Saturday Night Live skits. So yeah, I just thought I would start with something kind of fun. Yeah, that's good. And we both were like, okay, let's see if we know anyone in the cast. And I knew one person. Yeah, I. Yes. That's how old I am, youngins. I yes. knew one person in the whole lineup. Yeah. Yeah, we don't watch it regularly. I haven't seen it regularly in ages. But the best era was 
was in the 90s for sure. Yeah, I was sick once and I remember staying home all day and, and it taped or something or, mm-hmm. you know, recorded or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. these days. And uh, I watched it and I didn't hate to say it, but I didn't laugh very much. So I don't know. I'm not the demographic. You know what I mean? I'm 40 years old and, you yeah, know, it's that's not what f- you kept saying. You yeah. kept saying, I'm just not the demographic anymore. Yeah. It's just not for me. Yeah. So Jules, what's your first question? I have a question that I'm so eager to hear your answer. Okay. I'm, I'm really eager to hear how you're going to give some feedback on this one. So my question to you tonight is inspired from watching some uh, programming with our kids lately. And my question to you is, have there been any programs that you loved watching with our kids that you would watch even if you didn't have kids? Uh, yeah, Lego Batman. <laughs> Lego Batman is hilarious. Yes, tell us more. I think, I don't know, I just think it's witty. I think it's mm-hmm. funny. I think half the jokes are for the adults. Yes. Um, I think the movie Megamind is hilarious too. I don't know what it is about that movie, but it's just so much fun. I think also... And again, this alludes back to my question. Will Ferrell does the, it, yeah. does the voice. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like, I could just see him doing the voice uh-huh. and stuff. Um, I like Lego Masters. I would watch that whether um, the kids were watching it or not. And uh, I think, I don't know. I, I mean, we watched Survivor. So I was watching that before kids. Mm-hmm. But um, I think specifically like kids shows. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, there's, there's a handful that I would watch. Uh, what about you? I kind of know where you're going with this, but go ahead. Okay. All right. I'm going to say, I'm going to go really young. Well, some would say young, but I think it's a show for all ages. Bluey. Bluey on Disney. If you've never seen it, it's, I don't know where you've been. Um, it is a cartoon that takes place in Australia. And it's a family of four with two little girls and they even make jokes because everyone seems to think when the show first came out, because Bluey's blue, that maybe it, it was like, that's the boy and then the other's a sister, but they're both sisters. And um, it's just so witty and funny. And I have a friend whose teenage daughter like watches it just to calm down. Like it's just her chill show, like kind of in the background. And I feel similarly about it. I think Bluey's a show. If I didn't have kids, now I probably wouldn't have discovered it or stumbled upon it, but I would watch it even if we didn't have kids. And that that's the root of it. Before I end with the one that I think you know I'm going to talk about, I'd like to give a shout out to Secrets of Sulphur Springs. Yeah, that's a good show. We watched that as a family, and I think it just wrapped its third season, if I remember correctly. Um, we've seen it a few times over. Um, and that's a story that's you know, it's a mystery. It's on Disney Plus and it's cast. I think the casting's really solid on that for all the characters. I'm not going to hate on the one character that I think could have been casted better. But um, all in all, I think especially the kid characters are casted very, very well. They're all um, preteens and it's a mystery that takes place in Louisiana. And I just, I like it. And it's, you know, some of it is, um, you know, you can see what's coming but most of the time you can't and I think if we didn't have kids I would still want to see oh man what happens with the next episode and this leaves me with the last show I want to talk about and I put on my personal uh, Facebook page for friends that have kids around our same age to be like hey if you miss this one show that's been out since I think 2016 like we have 
I just wanted people to know about the show. And there's a show on Amazon Prime, specifically Amazon Kids through Prime, through the streaming platform called Just Add Magic. And this show, I seriously would watch without having our kids. Um, Dylan and I have watched it all the way through. We just finished it. And what's funny is I happened to stumble upon it one day. I was just like, yeah, what's out there? And I found it. And I watched the pilot by myself, one just to see the content, see if it was appropriate. And once I saw it, I was like, oh, I want to watch the second episode. But then I'm like, let me see if I can talk Dylan into watching this one day because it's a kid's program. And she liked it. The funny part is we were reading one of her books at night. Um, it's a book called Sydney McKenzie. And the author is the same author who wrote the book Just Add Magic, which is what the Amazon series is based on. But that's a show. If you have a, a kid or not, um, specifically, I think they the age range they gear it to is, I'd say, roughly around 9 to 13 it is a mystery. It deals with friendship. It deals with um, loyalty. It deals with problem solving, and it's a um, you know it's a mystery. But it's a it's a great show. Highly recommend it. And if I did not have kids, I would still watch it even in my forties. So yeah, there you go. Well, I would tell you that there's also another show on Disney Channel called Big City Greens. Oh yeah. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah. I would watch like that, that without kids. Yeah. It's it's funny. It's uh it's clever. Yeah. It's clever. There's probably more out there, but those are the top three I would say. Bluey, Secrets of Sulphur Springs, and Just Dead Magic on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. Okay, okay. Well, good question. Good question. I have a second question for you. And it goes like this. If you were given a thousand acres of land, a thousand acres, what would you do on the acreage? Okay, you could do anything you want, like no budget, unlimited, thousand acres. How would you utilize the land? And uh, what kind of stuff would you put on there? Is it in a particular climate, the land? I don't know. It could be anywhere? It could be anywhere. Okay. So if I was given all of that acreage, I would take the opportunity to first develop something fun for kids and families to do that doesn't cost a whole lot. So maybe some type of, you know, camp or some type of like, you know, family fun zone, something like that would be good. Low, low cost, inexpensive, um, you know, have the High school kids use their service hours to save on budgets. I don't know. Be smart about it. But something like that would be cool because especially in small towns, we're always looking for something to do, right? So something safe for our kids, for families, and maybe break it into little fun zones, you know, for different age brackets. Um, and like I said, tie in service hours with like the local high school. Find creative ways to, you know, staff it give people second chances, you know, just all kinds of like smart ways to bring up the community well and to give us something to do, especially in rural areas where we're always looking for things to do other than just go out to eat. So there's one. Um, also on the acreage, I wouldn't want to build a ton. So I think it would be really important to have some type of like nature conservatory where, you know, there's butterfly fields and you know, wildlife and just places that aren't developed. I'm a big fan of that. So um, I would do that with my land. I would love if there was a body of water somewhere. Maybe we could build a little, uh, you know, fishing flat, something fun like that. 
um, you know, just involve like lots of community things, things like that. And if there is such a large amount of acreage that we can have, then I also would like to section some of it off that we could live on. Uh, if our kids want to live, maybe not like next door, but you know, within a 30 minute distance, I think a safe buffer is good. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And 30, if, 30 if they, minutes. if they wanted to, I mean, I'm not going to force that. They be you and do you children. Um, but you know, and if not friends, like, or if not family, if not like the kids, like our friends, people we really want to see every day or every couple days. And, you know, if you can choose your neighbors and your neighborhood and all that, why not? I mean, I'd probably take some of the neighborhood we live in now even because we have some good stuff here in our neighborhood, you know, but yeah, like take the friends, the neighbors, the people that you like. And if you have all that land, why not share it? So. There you go. That's that's okay. how I would do it. That's I, just, I like you know, that. without thinking too much, that's what I have. I like that. Okay. I like that. I, I think I would do something similar. I would have things for kids to do, like go-karts. I love go-karts. Like a big, giant, massive go-kart mm-hmm. track. Like we're talking like it's two miles long. I'm, I'm talking like it's hills and going over like tunnels and stuff like that. That would be kind of cool. Like rock climbing walls and, you know, stuff for, for people to do. I love mini golf. And I love any type of activity where you can ride it in a golf cart. You know, I think golf carts are cool, especially if you go camping or, you know, you're, I mean, not just on a golf cart, you know, I mean, look in our neighborhood, they're selling golf carts at our local Lowe's. I don't know why Hmm. they're selling them at Lowe's, but I guess because a lot of people, you know, have camp campers or campsites and campgrounds and stuff. And they're selling like high end golf carts and the, the golf carts that are there, it's crazy because I was looking like they're advertised as golf carts, but there's nowhere to put your golf clubs on the cart. (laughs) So they're like people movers, but they're golf carts. Yeah. So I want one of those, but you know, they were and extremely that would be pricey. On your acreage. Yeah. Well, you'd have yes. to get to the different, you know, areas yeah. and activities and things like that. Yeah. My grandparents yeah. have one. I yeah. think that it would be cool to have like people movers everywhere. And I think it would be neat to have like, like a subway system of tunnels just to go everywhere. So like you go over almost like Zootopia, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Over here you have yeah. the mountain area and over here there's like a, like a ski slash downhill mountain coaster kind of deal. Um, my, area would have uh three olive gardens on it i think that would be important um one on each corner and then the fourth corner i would say uh there would have to be a Mm chick-fil-a i knew that i think that would be let's face it every neighborhood needs a chick-fil-a i mean i mean every neighborhood has got to have some nuggets and sweet tea and a frosted lemonade with strawberries in it just so you know um i i would also say you know just like it's the thing. You got to serve the community, have activities for people to do, um, eat, eat at good restaurants. And I would say um, maybe some tennis courts or, you know, maybe some, you know, wiffle ball, something to get people outside and dodgeball for adults. I think that would be cool. A kickball fields. Nice. You know what I mean? Just yeah. for adults, just for adults, you know, sorry, kids, you can't play. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? And a roller skating rink that played all 90s music. That's what I think. And that's what I think. Okay. So that's what I would do on my acreage. I know that that's not quite as developed as yours or as fun, but that's kind of what I would do. 
I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. So my next question for you is very, very simple. I heard it in an interview recently and it made me think this is a good one to take to the couch. Okay. The question is, if you could only grab two photos from your house, which ones would you choose? Okay. Well, I know right away that I would take the photo of our wedding and I would take the one uh, that um, we're, we're all there and it's your side of all your gals and my side and all the dudes mm-hmm. and we have the ring bearer and the flower girl. I would take that photo. So that would be one. That's back in our bedroom. I would take that. And then the other one I would take would be a picture of me and my mom and dad. And we are at uh, one of my other friends when he got married. It's a picture of the three of us. And I'm in a tux. Right. And it's mm-hmm. my mom and dad. And they're smiling. And my dad's super proud because I uh, was the, uh, the, the man of the hour. They gave the best man speech, which was one of the best ones I think I've ever given. And... Um, yeah, my mom was like, that's my boy, and we're all just happy and, you know, dressed up. And I would I would take those photos. What about you, Julie? Which two photos would you take? Yeah, so I went to a similar place that you did. I The first picture I thought of was one that my mom took when I was a little kid. And I'm no more than three because I still have blondish hair in the picture. I'm just a little, little girl there in a wooden boat that my dad made and it's my dad and my brothers and you know I'm sitting there right on the side um, have it in a frame it's from the 80s and my mom took it so that's why she's not in the photo gotta love moms that happened way too much in life yeah Um, but yeah so that's one that I would grab and I too would grab a wedding photo but I would pick one of just us it's one where you can see us kind of looking over our shoulders and we're holding hands. And I had a pretty um, elaborate back of the dress that I wore. I wore a definitely like an outdoor beach vibe um, dress and the back was very intricate and detailed. And uh, yeah, I would definitely grab that photo and then the one on the wood boat with dad and my brothers. So yeah, yeah. We went to very similar places on that question. Yeah. One of our wedding and then one of our family. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. I would assume that all the rest of our photos were on our phones. That's right. Like most, so kids, if you're listening, we didn't forget about you. No, no. We all made it out we never would. safely. Yeah. And we all have the photos of the kids on our phones. Right. But those so. ones could not easily be duplicated. So yeah, we, we would definitely grab those framed ones. So. Yes. Yeah, it's something to think about. And you know... Everyone relies so heavily on the digital. May I just take this time to remind everybody, back up your photos. Don't just have them in one place. Have them in multiple places because you don't want to be like, oh, well, I put them on the cloud. Put them on a couple places. Get yourself a flash drive, guys. You know, uh, just be prepared is all I'm saying. You know, let's not rely solely on, oh, they're all on Facebook. Let's be smart. Right? Yeah. Yes. I like that. Public service announcement, guys. There you go. I all like right, that. honey. We, uh... Are we out to that part of the day? Yeah, your couch crumb. Julie, what's your couch, couch crumb today? Crumb. Well, I mentioned at the very top of the show that um, it's been a long week and we are just a few days in here as we record on the couch. So my couch crumb super simple and it's uh, just kind of a somber thing to say, but I have been, I've just been pouring out 
it, it feels like a lot and I am just physically and emotionally drained today. So, um, my couch crumb is I am poured out and exhausted today, but mm-hmm. I'm going to flip it and give you my prop your feet up because restoration is coming. So I, I'm planning, um, in a few days I have the opportunity, thanks to my supportive husband to spend, uh, I think it's, I if I do the math right, I think it's 39 hours with um, one of my best lifelong friends. Um, other than Rick, I would call her my best friend. And I'm just looking forward to some time with her. She she recently celebrated a birthday. And um, I'm just glad to get some time with her. And yeah, that's that's going to be very restorative. We are not the type of people that need to do a lot to be happy. Um, neither of us are. And we just kind of want to escape and just be, and we can sit in a room by ourselves and like not have to entertain anything and we're going to be happy. So just simplistic things. All we need is like a glass of wine and some really good food. And she and I are super happy. And when I say good food, I could mean like just some, you know, charcuterie board from the grocery store that we throw together, like super simple. You know, what would make your, um, your time with your friend even more fun. What? Um, adult dodgeball <laughs> on my thousand acre area that uh, was developed. I'm just curious. Have you ever played adult dodgeball with just two people? No, but you guys could have be like a mega team and you know combine take. forces and take everybody down. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> say no. I mean, I, I don't know. I, everything's she's worth little, a try. One. She's little and feisty. Feisty. Come on, she could handle it. Yeah, she yeah. could throw down. <laughs> she could throw down. Although your other friend Amy would be the better person to play dodgeball with because <laughs> she, that girl's not losing. Let me just tell you no, right now, she's super competitive. Yeah, That's she, my local bestie. Yes, yeah. local bestie Amy. Yes. Well, honey, what's your couch crumb and what is your prop your feet well, up? Well, my couch crumb is easy that. I am doing a handful of projects and I have to wait on other people. And it sometimes is just draining. It's draining. Listen to me. No one cares like you do. Mm. Okay. I get that. Right. Uh, And when you are forced to wait on other people for things, it can be so frustrating, especially, you know, I, I, I get it. They, you don't know their story. You don't know what they have going on. They might be overloaded, but it just seems like, you know, when there's a deadline, there's a deadline. And I'm just frustrated that the deadlines aren't kept and it's it's weighing me mentally. So I have to be vague, but uh, yeah, things out of my control or out of my hands. And I get it. I'm being taught patience and grace. I get that, but it doesn't make it any easier. So anyway. But uh, my prop your feet up moment is, is pretty cool. I got a chance to spend some time with two of my friends over the weekend uh, at a football game, which was a blast, and I was invited to go. Not a fan of the game, but a fan of, fan of the people. So uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun, and it was definitely recharging, even though it rained. It was, it was good. It was good. I could sit in the rain watching a team that I don't really have any passion for, as long as I'm sitting right between two of my really good friends. And uh, that's what happened, and it was good. Although, 
I have that's not my prop your feet up moment. That's, that's that was just, just like, like a, a side. A little, that's was, like the appetizer yeah, to the main. This yeah. this is it. This is it right here, people. I got a chance to go to my very first demolition derby. Okay? So listen, if you are squished into the couch, I'm about to enlighten you. So buckle up. Literally, buckle up. Because if you have never been to a demolition derby, you are missing out on amazingness. <laughs> I went to one of the largest demolition derbies in the country, therefore probably in the world. I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> I'm just saying. So American of you to say. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. It was awesome. It, I, I, I guess I didn't really know what to expect. Right. But if you've ever been to a demolition derby with like eight cars, nay, nay. This one had three days worth of of whatever you call them bouts or battles or whatever they are i mean i, I don't know okay. i wasn't i'm not that into it like throw down of it, the cars yeah, yeah. It, mm -hmm. where there's one person standing or one car left right it was awesome when i got there it was like i didn't know what to expect but there's fire and smoke and cars ramming each other and just bashing each other and and I saw like a tag team where you could tag in another car. It was like something from a movie. The, the arena was surrounded by these giant tires filled with mud to keep everybody, I guess, as safe as they could. But there's... With the pyrotechnics I, flaring It's in crazy. The air. It was crazy. Crazy. Okay. What, it was unbelievable. What were you there for, though? My, the, well, the demo team... There you go. ...was performing. Yeah. Okay. They performed before this event started. The, the promoter was... It just... Fantastic. I mean, he came out and rolled the entire ground so it was flat and the demo team could perform without getting, you know, muddy or, you know, just disgustingly dirty. And it was, I'm telling you, you've got to go and see this thing. I mean, it, it, it'll change you. It will change you and the appreciation you have for these humans that get in this car and are being sideswiped and hit from the back and rear-ended. And I mean, they're hitting people with their just their back ends and their sides and it was just it was awesome yeah that's how real men spend their weekends you know bashing each other in cars i guarantee that, that some of those drivers are going to be sore the next day because oh my goodness of I mean, course they i was are. at a fender bender a handful of times and it it's not fun the next day so it was cool it was awesome the promoter's name was tj and he was like a ringmaster out there i mean the the lasers and sound and you don't know what you don't know yeah and, i, had no and idea I that, know nothing about it i had so no idea you, this was a thing yeah you guys rick came home and he was like jules it's like a whole culture it's like a whole culture yeah. of people everybody and had like, shirts on they had like 25 food trucks there they had vendors they, i mean it was it was it was crazy we were the, i was the only one without a without a t-shirt like a demolition derby t-shirt on yeah yeah, I felt like I needed a t-shirt. Oh, honey, maybe one day you'll go back. And I'm going get back one. next year. I can yeah. promise you that. Okay. Yeah. You're I'm gonna going. you're gonna start having like a favorite like car crusher guy or something. Heck you yeah. Know? Like, I don't know. They have names like the skull crushers yeah. or stuff. Yeah, they all have names. Oh my word. And it's all spray painted a lot of times on the sides, really? or sometimes they do professional graphics or whatever. And here's the coolest thing. Okay, right. So you're in there, and if your car can't go. Okay, or it won't start, or like it just gets bashed in, or so whatever. Bad. And yeah. you and you give up. There's like a little like a little flag by the driver, and you just put it up. You put your flag up, and then you have to sit in the car while all the other people keep ramming each other. 
Okay, so you still could get hit. You still could get rammed, mm-hmm. even though you're you're just like a like at that point Sitting you're an down. obstacle. Yeah. Right. So and then if something happens where they stop everybody, so somebody's fender f- flies off or there's a fire, whatever, they stop everybody with these flags. Okay. Right. And then you can get out, but your car stays. So then they keep going until there's one car left. So even though your car has been demolished and it won't work, it still could be keep getting hit over and over and over again. I love that. That's so cool. Not to, you know, expand more on this much more, but I do have a quick question about it. Much like a sports team, are there medical people there? Like, is oh, there? Oh yeah, a, yeah. Oh yeah. There's okay. ambulance people all over the oh, place. Okay, okay. Yeah, there, there. You know, there's people on the sides of this arena just constantly looking for people in peril or, okay. you know, stuff flying off the cars. And and I didn't understand. But, you know, if there's like a fender that flies off or a wheel or a tire, they'll stop everything. Go clear that item because it could sling up into the crowd. You know what I mean? Wow. It's not like there's nets holding you back. Like, you know, you go to a race car like NASCAR 500. There's like a net that goes, hmm. you know, like a chain. So, you know, if a car racks, it can't go up into the crowd. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. there's there's nothing separating you from, like the elements. you know, you know yeah. uh, thunder pipes. You know, which was one of my favorite cars. You know, you, 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 there's nothing separating us. What are you laughing at? I've got, I got to stop asking questions or else this is going to go way longer than it needs to. Oh, the I'm right. taking you next time. Oh, I am taking you, know you and I'm taking my mother because you guys missed out. I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, what do I usually say? I'll, I'll try anything once, right? I'll try just about anything once. So maybe yep. we'll give it a go. You don't know what you're missing. That's true. All right. Well, well, guys, it's been a full episode. Thank you for uh, being with us. I think it brought us a little bit of good spirits to be on the couch today, even though it's been a very, very, very long, hard, draining day. So if you've had a very long, hard, draining week, day, month, year, whatever it might be, we're in it together, guys. We have got to remember every day to do something kind for someone else. Oftentimes, that is the fuel that helps us all through to the next day where we can, you know, just live and share this planet together and serve each other and uh, just look up. So just wanted to recommend, uh, you know, just just do something kind for someone today and uh We just wish the best for all of you out there. We hope that life is treating you well. If we can do anything to brighten your day, whether it be a quick email to a friend or really just any way to to put a little light, to put some more light into the world, we would, we truly mean that we would feel honored to do that for you. So um, I'm not just speaking for me. I think Rick feels exactly the same way. We'd be happy to do that. So reach into our show notes below. You'll see all of our contacts. Feel free to reach out if we can help anyone that you are connected to um, who listens to the show or who doesn't. We'd love to just uh, spread a little light and a little love. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for another week here on the couch. And until next time, we will see you then. Bye, guys. Bye. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch Podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on the Victory Couch.